In the text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading today from Luke chapter 8. And especially these words speaking of the demoniac whom Jesus cured. The word says this, For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had lived not in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. That is what that man, often referred to as the Gerasene demoniac, was told to do after those demons that had been living in him had been cast out from his life. Truth be told, it's not what he wanted to do. Well, it's not that he didn't want to speak about what had happened, but he did not want to return home. No, we are told that he wished, no, he begged that he might simply be able to stay with Jesus. After all, it was Jesus who had removed from him a legion of demons. It was Jesus who had relieved from him the torture of living each day naked, bound up in chains, only at times to be dragged out into the desert to be tormented some more. It was Jesus who had saved him. And so he wanted to simply stay close, physically, to Jesus. And of course, that is not a bad desire. It is not an unholy thought. In fact, in one way, it is what everyone who has been saved by Jesus in any way indeed should want to do. And yet this man was told that it was not the plan that God had for him. No, he would not now start physically following Jesus everywhere he went. Instead, he was to return home, and he was to tell everyone there how much God had done for him. And we're told he did just that. He told his story throughout the entire city. He spoke about how much God had done for him in the person of Jesus, who was God. Everyone who is saved by God immediately has a story to tell. And God makes clear that once they have that story, they are to tell it. You know, as far as we know, this man in our text was never set apart to be an apostle or even a deacon or a pastor or an evangelist by vocation. He simply returned to his more normal way of life with a story. And he told that story. He spoke and other people then got to hear about God and about Christ and about the salvation that they offered. Let me ask you. Do you have a story like that to tell? Well, I remember as a young person going to a huge event in a large arena in Kansas City that had been sponsored for Christian youth. The, re the event was all centered around this group of Christian bodybuilders called the Power Team, who did tremendous feats of strength. Near the end of that event, several of those men came forward and told their stories. 
And their stories, they were impressive by any means of judging. They had lived lives for years, far removed from God. They had been consumed by things like alcohol and drugs and sensuality. They had ended up almost dead, both literally, figuratively, and spiritually. And then Jesus had saved them. And now they seem so strong. They could lift huge weights. They could blow up these hot water balloons with the strength of their lungs. They could do all sorts of things I could not do. And I remember leaving that event thinking, I don't have a story like that to tell. For I didn't remember a time in my life where I had not known Jesus and his love. While certainly I was a sinner, I had never been so controlled at that point in my life by any of the vices that they had mentioned. While I knew that I had been saved by Jesus, I left there not real sure that the same power of God they were talking about rested in me like it did in those he-men who could do these amazing feats. Now, some of you gathered here today in the pew may have stories of how Jesus has saved you that almost anyone would find at the very least interesting, if not amazing. If you told someone your background, your former way of life, and then confessed that Jesus had saved you, whether they believed in the end or not, they would at least be interested in hearing your story. For some of you perhaps did live years apart from God and his mercy. Some of you perhaps were in obvious ways making your lives about things that were clearly sinful. Some of you perhaps did hit a point of rock bottom that you thought you might never come back from. And then Jesus saved you from all of that. And if that is so, you should tell that story. You should tell it to the entire city where you live. You should declare what great things God has done for you. But for the rest of you who think, maybe like I did as a young person, that you just don't have such a story, I say hogwash. You have a story to tell. I know it's very easy in this way to let ourselves off the hook. We tell ourselves, you know, if I had had a legion of demons possessing me and that legion of demons had been cast out by Jesus into a swine or a bunch of swine who then jumped into the sea, well, I would tell that story. Or we think, you know, if I had lived this life of utter debauchery apart from God, and then God brought me back to himself. Well, I would tell that story. But we think our story maybe just isn't so impressive. Who will care, we say, if we tell someone that when we were but a few days old, our parents brought us here, and our head was made wet, and our ears were filled up with the word of God, and we were saved as we were baptized. Who will want to hear the fact that each week when we come into this place and we speak words of confession that God actually frees us from the death grip that sin has upon us? Who would stop to listen 
If we told people that we are gathering here today to eat the flesh of the Son of God and to drink his blood because we know that in so doing we will find life. Who would care? Who would want to hear that? Who would stop to listen? Well, I ask you this, do you really know who would? Have you done it? Have you spoken those things to others, even to see what their response might be? Have you declared the things that God has done for you? Or are you just assuming that the way in which God has brought you salvation isn't flashy enough to be told as a story? Do you distrust God's word, which says it is the simple sharing of that message about Jesus, his life, his death, and resurrection, that actually brings people to faith? It's not how amazing of a story you have. It's the story of Jesus that brings faith. I think we often forget, especially those of us who mostly grew up in the church, we forget just how much people are truly dying and lost and blind without this good news. We look around and think everybody is fine. We think maybe even they're doing better than us. But we forget that people deep down have a longing sense that they wish there was somebody, even somebody with power, that loved them endlessly and would do anything for them. We forget how much tougher it is to navigate the tough portions of life which we all suffer through if we don't even know of God's goodness or trust his ways. We forget that those people feel the guilt of their sins and they struggle with regret and they need to be freed from both. In the end, we forget how much people need Jesus. And when we forget, we're often silent. And when we're silent, they suffer. Remember today as you gather here in worship, how it is that you were saved by Jesus. How it is that the power of salvation found in his life, death, and resurrection was delivered to you. Maybe it was when you were 12 days old and your parents brought you to the baptismal font. Maybe it was when you were 27 years old and you met your spouse who trusted in Christ and they told you the good news. Maybe it was when you were 34 and you were lying in a heap on the floor because substances had their death grip on you. As you remember that today, and as you leave, go forward and tell that story. But don't just remember how you were first saved by God because he continues to save you all the time. Remember how you're saved by God today here in this place. Remember that the sins that you have committed in your life in the past weeks, they are removed from you today. The guilt that they seek to bring has no claim over you anymore. You are freed from them presently and eternally. Remember that, and then go and tell somebody that. Remember that today Jesus comes to you in his body and his blood, and he fills you up with a life that is both yours now and will be your treasured possession forevermore. Remember that. And go tell somebody that. Remember that Jesus again today gives you a place here in his family. So that you need not be so alone in this world. That is so many times filled with grief and with sorrow.
Remember that. And then go tell your neighbor that. And there's so much more we could tell. For there's so much more that our God has done for us. Tell others how God provides for your needs of body and soul every day. Tell them how he offers you access to his heavenly throne through prayer. Tell him how he gives you shelter and rest when everything in life seems to be a mess. Oh, some will listen. Others, they might close their ears. A few might even want to clinch their fists. But don't worry about their response. Yours is simply to tell the story of how much God has done for you. And we will truly only do that if we believe that he has done so much for us. So think about it today. Think about it each day. What has God done for you? Oh, you know the things you think God hasn't done for you. You could list those off pretty easily. But what about the things that he has done? Tell himself, tell yourself rather, those things day by day. And then tell them to someone else. For you have a story to tell. And you have a story for one reason. That is because God has a story that he has graciously given you a part in. It is the same story that Jesus invited that garrison demoniac to be a part of in our text. On that day when those satanic spirits spun some swine straight into the sea. It is the story of a God who loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. That is your story. So go and tell everyone. Tell the whole city. I say to you today what Jesus said to that demoniac. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Amen.